as we bring God's word, I just want you to release faith. If you can pray in the spirit, I want you to begin to pray. And as you pray, if you also pray with your understanding, I want you to call the lion of the tribe of Judah into your life, into the church, to, to, to chase away every predator, every predator of doubt, every predator of depression. Let the lion of Judah come with confidence, come with boldness, come with oh, with conviction, with power to tear down anything that is a barrier in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, today we call upon the lion, the lion of Judah to come, the lion of the tribe of Judah to come now in the name of Jesus. We declare right now, we declare right now, oh God, freedom from fear, freedom from depression, freedom from every yoke, freedom from anxiety, freedom from doubt. Because the lion gives us boldness, the lion gives us confidence, for we do not have the spirit of, of fear, but we have, yes, Lord, of, of, of boldness, love, and sound mind. Every bondage, every obstacle is broken in the name of Jesus. We declare, oh God, that this church is lifted because the lion of Judah is fighting our battle. The lion of Judah is leading our ground. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Oh Lord, let your let the praise go before us. Let the rock go before us. Let the victory go before us. Yeah. 
Now, when we say supernatural help, why do you need help? You need help because of life. All of life's commitments, the general commitments, all the things that you, you are committed to. You need help. Because even your, your calendar or your diary, you need help to execute. And then to talk of your shopping list or your wish list or whatever list you've got, you need help to execute. You may set goals or plan a, a target or a budget, but you need help. So the budget of your life needs divine provision. Every question of your life goes with a provision. God never intended for you to provide for your life. So that when you come before God and say, 2018, this is my desire. This is my desire to honor you. All I have within me, I give to you. I give you praise. It is not for you to provide for your life. God must resource the budget. God must resource your life. That is why you need supernatural help. People who don't get supernatural provision, they will go bankrupt. Now understand this. If you don't get supernatural provision of love in your life, you will go bankrupt. If you don't get supernatural provision for uh, emotional stability in your life, you will have emotional problems. If you don't get supernatural provision for health in your life, you will be sick. So you need supernatural provision. And by the way, everything you draw up and list up, I want to rise in my career, I want to... Uh, get my car or my house or I want a family everything that you ever want is providable by God is there a word like that providable but to get into that area of provision and abundance there are things we need to do so I said you need fuel for your journey your life journey you need fuel. Now understand, I was. Now, if you're driving along the, the, the motorway, you got somewhere, Blackwell Tunnel, there's a famous sign there. Penalty for out of fuel in the tank. No, penalty for out of fuel in the tank. So, if your car runs out of fuel in the tunnel, you'll be fine. For going out of fuel in the tunnel. It is the same thing with God. If your life is faith deficient, Bible said, those, what, what did he say? Without faith, it is impossible to do what you can So if you don't live by faith, Bible said, the just shall do what they shall live by faith. So if you don't live by faith, there is a penalty. You'll be out of fuel. On your life journey, you'll be out of fuel. You'll be stuck in the black water. And even when you're driving through, it's not too nice. How come if you stuck, if you get stuck in there? So we are not going to get stuck in the tunnel of life, but we are going to receive supernatural provision. If somebody is stuck in a tunnel this morning, I came to tell you God is bringing help your way. There is supernatural provision coming and move out of every stagnation in the name of Jesus. I'm going to read this scripture. You find where it is. <laughs> I'm reading from the Amplified. And God is what able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. So that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need 
be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require to require no aid or support, and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. And God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruit of your righteousness. Thus you will be enriched in all things. Oh, hallelujah. And in every way so that you can be generous and your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you like do you like God's idea for your life? I love it. And and the way the amplified puts it is very, very beautiful. So he said, God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that in every circumstance, under every situation, in every need of your life, you will have enough to not need aid or support. And be furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. So, to get this, we have to now look at how, how do we, how do we get it? So, we are going to do some hard work for a few minutes. So, don't let the excitement take away the concentration. For the administration of this service, not only supplies the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Now, Bible said, God loves a cheerful giver. Yes. People who receive supernatural help are people who are favored and loved. So, Acts chapter 10, verse 4, Bible said, God sent an angel to Cornelius. Cornelius stared him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now, for sacrifices, when they were performed, it was either to be received or to be rejected. So Abel's offering was received, Cain's was rejected. So the prayer of everyone offering sacrifice was that it will be received. Now this guy's sacrifice was not only received, it had actually become a memorial. Now, so it was something he did continuously, consistently, and it had actually been made a memorial before God. I don't know about you, but I like, I want that. Because in Revelation he said, and the angel, he poured from another vial which was full of incense. And that was the prayers of the saints. So that's the flavor of the throne room, the prayers of the saints. So if your, if your prayers or sacrifices have audience with God, your name is not forgotten. So... How do we access this favor? 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7. Now, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not gradually or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful Giver. 
God loves a cheerful woman. Now let's explain. Go to Mark chapter 4. Verse 18. I want to take this slow. Jesus talks about the sower and different soils. Then he said, And these are they which are sown among tongues. So verse 18. They are such as hear the word, and the curse of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, Entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Okay. So he's talking about a certain type of ground. Now understand, he said, God loves a cheerful giver. So every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give not gradually nor necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Actually, good, a cheerful giver is a good son. Grudgingly, or of necessity, or compulsion, is, is bad ground. So if your life is surrendered to God willfully, joyfully, wholeheartedly, God is able to mold, God is able to grow His grace, and God is able to make all grace abound to you. See, God cannot grow His grace in a grudging heart. God cannot grow His grace in a striving heart or in a, in a thorny ground. So we are comparing thorny ground here to strife. Follow me closely. Kenneth Copeland said, the supreme care of this world is strife. The right to be ugly, if you want to. The right to talk against your brother, if you want to. The right to be fussy, if you want to. The right to say whatever you want to. That's strife. James 3.16 says, For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. So for the children of God to receive the abundance, we have to deal with the enemy of strife. Because strife is bad soil, and what it does is, it causes confusion and every evil work, and the grace of God cannot grow and abound. So the reason we are not seeing the abundance of God is that somewhere there is stony ground in our, in our hearts, in our lives. So when you propose in your heart to give and you don't deal with the strife, it prevents the fruitfulness from manifesting. Make up your mind to control your words. Don't let words of strife and come out of your mouth. Because you are supposed to be confessing the word of God. I am God's I am God's redeemed. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am the favorite of the Lord. You are, I have all what God says, I have. You, so you don't have room for words of envy and strife. Don't let corrupt communication proceed from your mouth. Ephesians 4.29 Be kind and tender-hearted toward one another. Minister grace to one another. Greet not the Holy Spirit. So to live supernaturally or to have the supernatural experience, your words must match your actions and your actions must match your words. So if we want to find, 
If we can find your words, we can find your actions. If we can find your actions, we find the words. And they are all the same thing. But when there is strife in our heart, our words don't match our actions. So we pick our words, it's one thing. We pick our actions, it's another thing. We pray in the name of Jesus that we shall live supernaturally and our words, our confession of God's word will match our acting on it. Amen. Do not let corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. When you make the commitment that Lord may the words that come out of my mouth minister grace to my hearers, you will see God's anointing begin to rise within you. Your words will mean something. Because then God knows he can trust you with his power in your mouth. You know one time Jesus went to a village and they threw him out. And the disciples were upset. And they came to him and said, we are the sons of thunder. Shall we call lightning to consume these people? And Jesus said, listen, you don't know what power you have. Just hold it. You watch Bruce Almighty, the movie. You saw the guy when he got the power. See, he didn't, he didn't know what to do. He was just he was messing about with a bit. You see, God cannot trust you with his power in your mouth until he knows what you're going to do with. You burn the whole town down. <laughs> this is the secret. So God knows your mouth is always confessing the, the grace. Then he will give you the power to speak healing, speak prosperity, speak grace. Because it will minister to others. So he said that what this administration of the grace does not only supply to the needs of the saints, but it also abounds to many, many, many times given. So may your life be a testimony that can overflow to supply other people. Amen. And when your words line up with God, your problems are over. Amen. One other characteristic of strife is to criticize. Sometimes even self-criticism. And those people are called perfectionists. And they walk about boldly written. You know, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I used to write that on my CV a lot. <laughs> what is your weakness? I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> it's a self-criticism and a self-lack of appreciation. So don't criticize who you are until you can make another human being. You understand? Don't criticize why God made you male until you can create one. Anyway, you know where I'm going. Because of self-criticism, you lack appreciation. So you even criticize Billy Graham. How many souls you won, by the way? How many? 
I'll be too afraid to pick this up and give it down. Because I've been worn out many souls. And Peter, Peter, Peter should have exercised faith. Peter, try walking on the water. If you try walking on the water, then you can say, hey, Peter, man, let me show you how to do it next time. Now, I don't like the next point. Because I do it. But imagine... I'm always full of grace even when it's not so tasty. It will be better, won't it? Amen. Now I'm preaching to me. Ah, to all men. Because I can pick out the details in the mood. But as she said, thank you, thank you. And God will give you grace. Hallelujah. And wives wouldn't like this one. It's a two-way street. Yes. Begin to look your path. As the queen and center of love, act like it. And you know why so many marriages are in trouble? Because when we watch Hollywood movies, we see what it should be like. The queen is the center of love. Even when gun bullets are fired, they can still kiss. So, when men see that, they're like, this is, this is better, you know. Do a Hollywood production in your home. Yeah, why not? Why should you let some actors do it by yourself? You see, when we say grace abound to you, I'm not just talking you're going to have a, a fat check. You see, where you spend your life, where you spend, you know, that is your soil, that is your ground. What has the power to change your mood, to affect your progress, everything? That is why you should be battling for that ground. So, the other day I was thinking to myself. I said, one day, when I have less work to do, I shall do what I like. And then straight away I had an interruption. He said, Do it now. <laughs> and I tell you, one of the things I enjoy doing is to just sit on the train and move outside London and just be looking at the vegetation into the, the rural areas. I just love it. So I'm thinking, I don't have time to do this. One day when I'm less. Listen, there's no day you are going to be less free of any. The grace of God is here now. Enjoy. One day, when we have earned enough money, we shall go on our dream romantic holiday. Go now. Because, because I cannot believe it's been 10 years this year since I said, I do. 
And then I was looking at our pictures, our honeymoon pictures from Malta. And I said, boy, it's been 10 years. Look at that. And you know what? The conditions that existed when we went to Malta still exist. So if I hadn't gone, we'd still be planning to go. So do it. Believe God. So when God's grace, supernatural help is coming to you, it's not only for you to have a good job and a career and join what God is bringing to your life. Amen. 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 Enjoy. See, it's not a crime. When you get to heaven, there will not be, Lord, can I just go back to earth? No, what, what you, you wouldn't need it. You wouldn't need it. So you might as well enjoy it. Give God glory. And when you get to heaven, you say hallelujah. Yeah. When you meet the saints, you also tell them, you know, when we were, when you guys left there, you tell Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, look, we had aeroplanes flying in the air. They say, what? You had what? Aeroplanes? She said, yeah. We had scuba diving. We went to Bulgaria and they tricked me. The children and, and their mom. We went on the cable car, boy. Hallelujah. Oh. It's all mountains. And you are hanging on that rope. And we got somewhere and there was a higher peak. The sellers were saying that you, you, you don't know what you are saying. <laughs> you don't know what you are saying. Uh, uh, I, 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 I have to preach. <laughs> if, if I go on that peak and they say, what happened to the pastor? Oh, he went to the peak. I said, I'm not going in there. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm brave, but <laughs> and it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a ski slope, but there was no snow at the time. So now the idea is we might go when it's snow and then who will ski you? Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> I receive it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So God is saying that when I come out in the morning and I'm walking through the hearts of men and women and children, I'm looking for the good ground. Amen. I'm looking for a return. Now God has invested. God's word is an investment. And he has put it in our hearts. Is it yielding 30 fold, 60 fold, 100 fold? In fact, even in Deuteronomy, he talks about a thousand times more. So, is God's word yielding? Is it producing? Is it bearing? Because that is what God is going to be looking for. And what will be our reason to tell him that we don't have 30 fold? We don't have 60, we don't have 100 fold. Okay, why not? That means the ground is not saturated with faith. So because of that, God's word is not actually able to be activated. And it's your fault. Okay, no, well, no. Actually, there was a fault with the word. Well, maybe it's the devil. The devil stole the world. No. Well, by so called, the devil stole the world. Mm-hmm. So, to give to the Lord 30 fold, 60 fold, 100 fold, 
me tell you, it's by supernatural help. It's by supernatural help. Because number one, you will have the supernatural ability to prepare your heart, your soul. And there will be supernatural protection and covering over your seed. So the enemy cannot see. And then your ground will be toxic to the thorns and thistles. Mm. You see, when God cursed the ground in Genesis, He said, Because of what you've done, the ground will not yield to you its best. It will produce thorns and thistles. And in the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread. The curse was reversed when the blood of Jesus touched the air. And the earth shook. So, your ground will become toxic to thorns and thistles. It will become toxic to the curse. So, anything that is a curse will not survive on your ground. Your ground will be poisoned to it. So, all your ground can do is to produce. You know how weeds grow? Weeds don't need cultivation. They grow and they grow faster than plants. Yeah, because they are what you call them, they are parasites. Hmm? So, your seed will outgrow every other thing. Amen. Your seed will have the capacity to grow, to grow abundantly. Amen. Because the curse has been reversed. Amen. And anything the enemy will sow in your land will die. Any doubt the enemy will sow in your land will die. Any depression will die. It will not try. So don't entertain it. Don't give it any room. Because it is meant to die. And then you watch God bring in the harvest. Bring in the harvest. And you have fuel for your journey. You will have all the commitments in life that you are wanting. You will see God begin to, and it will increase 34, 64, 100-fold, even to a thousand-fold. It will continue to increase. You know, because God's idea is that we walk in riches. Now, let me, let me put it this way. Hmm. You see, I have not seen, neither has it entered into any ear, what God has in store for those who... I understand that, yes, that is in heaven when we get our rewards, because I have not seen. I understand that. But also, on our way to heaven... God has surprises in yes, store. Yes. You know, the children play these games where you move from one state and there's a treasure. You get the treasure, you go to another state, you overcome one enemy, you get a treasure, you get more rewards, and you, like that. On our journey, we conquer, we overcome, and we get rewards. And I have not seen God has hidden treasures on our path. And I pray that you will discover them in the name of Jesus. I pray that they will come to you in the name of Jesus. In the remote parts of some of the remote parts of Ghana, where I come from, It was never known for gold. The Upper East region, a few years ago, they discovered gold was there. And Ghana was never known for oil. A few years ago, they discovered oil. So, guess what? Now there are oil merchants all over the place. Well, if you are an oil merchant, you may want to. 
So, but do you know they had prospected for a long time and they found nothing? So why did they find it this time? I don't know. God is able to surprise your life like that. Like he said to Jacob, Jacob woke up and said, God was in this place and I knew it not. He didn't know. God was, may God reveal something in your life that you didn't even know was there. That is supernatural provision. Supernatural abundance. When they've seen all that they need to see, and they say, well, there is nothing more to see. We can confirm there's nothing. They will come back and say, no, wait a minute. We see treasure. Amen. We see treasure. Amen. The people who wrote you off and said, you don't belong in our camp. May they find you. Amen. Like Jephthah. They threw Jephthah out. Because his mother was a heart. It wasn't his fault. His mother was a heart. But it's not his fault. So his brother said, you will not be part of our inheritance. You can't have a name with us. It's a shame. So they threw him out. He went to the land of not talk. He was there until Israel needed a commander. And they went to fetch him. And he came and won the battle for them. May the story of your life by the supernatural provision of God turn you into a supplier where you were once a beggar. May the same people who threw you out and despise you look for you now and say, oh, you have. And you know, the beautiful thing after it all is that they said, just be our king. Jephthah said to them, no. Shall not be your king. God has another king for you. Hallelujah. Now, the person who wasn't worthy to be part of the family now was ready to reject the kingship. May you be that important. May you be that important. In the name of Jesus. All grace in every area. May you increase. Amen. 34. Amen. So that is the minimum. Minimum guaranteed return. 34. Amen. Have you seen any bank doing 30% uh, uh, interest? interest? <laughs> Show me. I'll go there. We'll go there now, all of us. <laughs> Minimum return debt. Then 60, 100. Fantastic. There is more in our God. And we've got to find. So today we are saying, God, my heart is ready. By the way, the topic of the sermon is divine enrichment.